trucks and sodas chowder. Eagles fans, you know we louder. Pets fumble, lose the ball. Tom Brady's dick is small. Dumb rush, they blow the car. D-line, we're into wall. Pass time to take a fall. Fuck with us, just start a brawl. Like the ball drop back down goes Brady. The Eagles gonna bring home a Super Bowl, baby. The Pats gonna cry like some hungry ass Eagles. Cause it's E-I-G-L-E-S Eagles. Yeah, yeah, you already know what it is. You know what it is. It's your boy, Jamie Mack, in the motherfucking building. Woo! Y'all already know how this show is going to go, right? Um, if you didn't know, um, the, eh, my Eagles are world champions. And yes, I, I didn't know, and I didn't, you know, I don't know if anyone knew that this was going to be the case. And I don't care. I would, I'm happily, happy, happy, happy to be wrong. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wasn't an absolute doubter, but who knew? Who fucking knew? I didn't. I didn't know that it was going to go down like that. I didn't know that Doug Peterson, I'm sorry, my ADD took over. Welcome. To another edition of the ADD Sports Talk Show, it's your boy Jamie Mack, and I'm geeked as you can see. Um, I'm I, I can't even start the show without you know just jumping right on into what has been an amazing week so far, starting with Super Bowl Sunday and leading up to today's parade, um, and it's just another you know. Um, it, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm kind of just stuck. I mean, I, 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 I thought I was ready to do the show. I knew I wasn't ready the day after. I knew I wasn't ready the day of the Super Bowl. I knew that, you know, I was going to wait until the very last moment to do this show because I needed to digest it. Because part of my trepidation, yes, that's a big word, um, it was that in my lifetime, I've been teased and let down too many times by my Eagles. My Eagles have had good defenses, all world defenses, good offenses, um, star players, you know, everything that they needed to do, you would think, in order to achieve this goal, but never happened until now. So um, let's just get into it, right? I'm going to go ahead and break everything down with you. I got a a jam-packed show for you today. Um, I want to talk about, you know, the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, I want to get into the uh, parade that happened today. I don't know um, if you were at work, if you just didn't give a damn, um, if you missed it. My boy Jason Kelsey might be my favorite Eagle moving forward. Um, and I'm going to play his his quotes later on um, in the show. Um, I want to go back and, and talk about, you know, the NFL Hall of Fame inductees that were recently done over um, the week leading up to the Super Bowl and, and some of my comments there. Today is also NBA trade deadline day. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I got a lot of talk to about that. Um, my Lakers were involved in some trades. LeBron, obviously, you know I'm going to get into that. Um, GM LeBron made some moves because we all know that LeBron is the GM of the Cavs and uh, basically says who comes and goes. Um, the 
uh, and then kind of, you know, ending the show, want to get back with some more football with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo signed a new contract today, the richest in football history, and kind of just give you my opinion on that. All right, so let's start off. Oh, this Super Bowl was one that um, made me feel, you know, different than I've ever felt. You know, I mean, I, I was on edge. You can ask my boy, be honest, man. Um, I was not the same guy that I normally am um, when watching a football game. I didn't watch it with anybody. I had my nephew come over, and that was it. Because I understood that if it went south, if it went the way that I didn't want it to go, and people were trying to jones me about my squad or talk shit or this, that, and the other, I don't know if I was ready for that. Uh, I don't know if um, I was able to handle that. So I just stayed at home. You know what I mean? I, I chilled out uh, and and watched it. And, man, let me tell you, that was one of the, you know, endings aside, outcome aside, that was one of the best Super Bowls that I've seen in a long time, just from an offensive standpoint. And, you know, um, the most points almost scored, I think it was the third highest um, the most yards ever accumulated, only one punt. Um, but let's just start back, right? I mean, the it started off, you know, pretty well. They drove down the field, you know, um, seemingly had their way. We all knew that that Patriot defense wasn't a juggernaut, right? It wasn't as stout in the middle of the field as it had become in the red zone, right? And in the red zone, they kind of just limited you to field goals, which is, you know, right up their alley. You know, if you're kicking field goals, Tom Brady's probably going to be scoring touchdowns, right? Um, and that's kind of how the game started off. And I was a little worried. Um, Gronkowski, not a big factor in the first half. Um, and then all of a sudden, the second half started, and here comes Gronk. And I don't know, you know, maybe he was still suffering from concussion or whatever the case may be. And we'll get into Gronk's post-game comments about him possibly retiring as well. Um, but the game was nonstop shootout. It seemed like whoever had the ball last was going to win. And one of the things that I noticed watching the game, um, besides the Brandon Cooks getting his head knocked off, um, by Malcolm Jenkins, that was that was that was tough to watch. I mean, I don't know why you run in the NFL. I, I I'll never understand why you would run one direction while looking in totally opposite direction. Um, that that just doesn't make sense to me. He was like that Philadelphia Eagles fan in the subway, um, running into the pole. You know, you gotta keep your head on a swivel is the key. That's the phrase in the NFL, right? And Cooks didn't do that, and thus he didn't play very much in this Super Bowl. Could he have made a difference? Sure, because the Eagles' secondary was like a sieve. I mean, they were just giving up chunk yards um, to every receiver out there. Why would he have been any different? I mean, hell, on the play in which he got knocked out, I think he got like 20-some-odd yards. So kind of benefited mightily that he wasn't in the game because who knows? It could have been a totally different outcome had he been there. Um one of the things, other things that I noticed, or the thing that I was about to say I noticed was the referees. And sure, the Eagles won, but there was only one penalty against the Patriots the entire game. But not only that, I'm not going to say they should have been calling anything because I wasn't watching that close to see if there was holds or if there was, you know, different things going on. 
But the way that the referees seem to openly admire the Patriots team um, is a little off-putting for me. It, it, it bothers me. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I've seen them, you know, tapping Patriots players on the ass, um, helping Patriots players up off the field. Um, and it's not universal. It doesn't seem to happen both sides of the, the with both teams, I should say. So that, that was a little off-putting. I thought for sure the fix was in. The referees were, you know, going to make sure that the Patriots won. Um, and then there was a couple of calls that I think went the Eagles' way. Um, first, the Clement touchdown where he caught it in the end zone and, you know, caught it with two hands and then put it into one as he's going out of bounds. I've seen that ruled like a bobble, even though it seemed like he had control and was just, you know, getting more control, I guess, or securing it better. Um, I've seen that ruled differently. And for it to go the Eagles' way, I was surprised. The one I wasn't surprised about was the um, was the touchdown and um, where they wanted to you know compare it to the Pittsburgh Steelers Jesse James touchdown um, where you know the tight end dives into the end zone and as he hits the ground the ball comes loose. I think it's two different plays. And had that not gone the Eagles' way. I would have been telling you today, I'm never watching NFL football again. But it didn't, and I will. And, and, you know, I think the NFL got smart in understanding that we need to stop being too smart. We need to stop overthinking this as it pertains to what's a catch and what's not to catch, right? If the guy has it in his, his hands, both hands, he's caught the ball, and, you know, something happens after that. I mean, at worst, it's a fumble, but we have to get away from this whole incomplete um, rule when we everybody knows it was a catch. You know, um, not a Cowboy fan. Des Bryant caught the ball. Um, not a uh, Detroit Lion fan. Megatron caught the ball. I mean, there's tons of examples um, of receivers that caught the ball, but for some reason, you know, the 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 ruling is called surviving the ground. That's kind of stupid. Um, I don't know if you need to survive the ground to catch a ball. Um, if you catch it in the air, you caught it. Um, if it, you know, if you don't make a move and I guess you hit the ground and it bounces out, okay, I'll give you that. But once you make a move, you're good to go. So I'm glad that those calls went the Eagles way. I was um, sweating bullets um, in the end of the game. Um, when Tom Brady had the ball two minutes left um, and needing to drive down the field in order to win. You know what he does, um, but he didn't do it. And it got me to thinking, right? You know, I know I've, I've said on previous shows about how Tom Brady is the GOAT, right? And then I got to thinking, well, this is just another example of how, you know, they always say it's a matter of inches in football. And I think about, all of his Super Bowl titles, right? And, and starting with the tuck rule, even though that wasn't the Super Bowl, that was the one that got him to the Super Bowl. Um, if he doesn't win that game, he doesn't win that Super Bowl, right? Um, matter of inches. Um, whether it was David Tyree, you know, catching that ball on his head, matter of inches. Whether it was um, Manning 
catching that, you know, um, Eli throwing it, um, that fade over the shoulder, you know, with two feet in, matter of inches. Whether it was uh, Malcolm Butler um, intercepting the ball, you know, at the one-yard line, you know, matter of inches. I feel like as, as, as many as the five Super Bowls that Brady has won, he could very easily obviously be 7-0 and is, or 8-0, and however many times he's been there. Um, I take back. The first one against the Eagles in 2004 wasn't a matter of inches. Um, but needless to say, I feel like his record of 5-3 and three could easily be 3-5. and five. Let's just say that. Um, or it could be, you know, 8-0. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, but it got me to thinking – is he as awesome as I think he is, or we all think he is? And I don't know. Maybe he is, but maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment. Um, amazing play um, by Graham to force that fumble. And, again, for a game that really didn't have a lot of defensive plays um, at all, to have a defensive play at the biggest time when you needed it, I mean, that's kind of – what I think made this game great to me is that it all of a sudden flipped the script where there had been no defense. All of a sudden defense became the reason um, for the victory. And you know what? I couldn't be happier. So shout out to my boys, Philadelphia Eagle for life. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. All the jokes about no rings and this, that, and the other that I've had to endure my entire life as an Eagle fan. No more. No more. You know what? I don't want to hear nothing about counterfeit Super Bowl rings, what they look like. None of that shit. It's over. We are world champions. And speaking of that, man, we had a parade today um, in Philadelphia, and it was crunk, lit, off the hook, whatever you want to call it. I mean, if I could have afforded, if I could have managed, I would have been there two days, three days in advance just to be a part of that, man, because to have over 2 million people uh, line a five-mile parade, um, just, you know, enjoying all, you know, celebrating the same thing um, was amazing. And to end it all, you know, with the speeches of all speeches um, in Jason Kelsey, um, I the Sultan, I don't know what he was wearing, you know, but it, it was it was pretty damn legit. And in case you haven't heard it, hold on, here it is. Howie Roseman, an underdog, Doug Peterson, 
When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. You saw a driven Doug Peterson. A man who went for it up fourth and down. Went for it up fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. He wasn't playing. Okay, all right. Sorry, I can't do it. I'm going to have to cut it right there because... My man gets me too hyped, man, and I won't be able to do the show like I want to do the show if I listen to Jason again. But he went on to um, basically run down all the underdog stories um, that were said before the season about the Eagles, Um, even so much as to um, call out Lane Johnson, which is the right tackle, and say that he couldn't lay off the juice. That was the story since he had been. Um, busted twice, missed up to 10 games, I think, last year um, because of, you know, PEDs. Um, Boy, when you're feeling good, you can say stuff like that, right? I mean, that's got to be a sore subject, but my man didn't care. But then he ended it by telling everybody, fuck you if you don't like us, Um, in front of the world, um, made a song out of it, and... Man, I couldn't have been more juiced, man. I think uh, Jason Kelsey, if you haven't heard it, go check out his speech. Um, Pretty damn rock solid. I think as far as Super Bowl speeches go, um, way more, you know, uh, impressive to me than no days off. Um, And if anybody knows uh, what I'm talking about, that was the um, chant that the Patriots yelled last year after they won the Super Bowl. Um, But anyways... um, Again, great Super Bowl. Couldn't be happier that the Eagles are the champions. Couldn't be more excited and geeked up to watch that parade today. Um, For all you Eagles fans out there all across the world, man, this one's for you guys. Enjoy it. All right. Um, Also, there was, you know, some other things going on NFL wise recently there was the NFL inductions right um been a real good week for the Eagles um because Brian Dawkins was one of the players I think it was six of them that got inducted along with Randy Moss um um Randy Moss it was uh fuck I can't even think of now see I told you he was gonna do this to me um, then fuck the Hall of Fame, man. Hey, um, shout out to B Doc, man. Weapon X, that's the only one I really care about. Randy Moss, too. First ballot. Um, I was uh definitely rooting for him. Um, you know, straight, straight cash, homie, you know, and you know, for him to get it in the first ballot. Uh, T.O., also, former Eagle. Um, didn't like him when he was a cowboy, but loved him as an eagle. Um, so uh, shout out to to all of those guys that made it in. Um, Ray Lewis, um, Mike Erl- uh, Brian Erlacher, um, that's who else went in there. So again, I think all of these guys, if you ever got to watch them play, um, you would agree that they were Hall of Famers. And um, you know, I think that the class, you know, or the committee. Uh, they did a good job in, in voting in these guys. Uh, Ray Lewis was a first balloter, no matter what you say. Obviously, everybody knew that. But again, I think that that's, this is one of the um, 
the nicest classes, not meaning that they're good people, but as far as um, talent going in at one time um, in a while. And, you know, they're all recent um, retirees as well. There's not a lot of, I think there was a couple of OGs in there, but um, for the most part, it was a lot of guys that, uh, that, you know, just recently retired. And it's good, you know, shout out to T.O. I know T.O. probably felt like he should have been in before this, and he probably should have. But to see him finally make it and to go on with this class, it's probably better than, you know, going in with Isaac Bruce or anybody else that, you know, they were trying to put him in with. Um, so that's it in regards to, the, you know, the NFL. Now, um, I, I want to get into the, the today was also the NBA tread deadline. And it went down, like like super down. And at first, first trade I hear about is a Laker trade. And the Lakers send one of my favorites, Larry Nance Jr., um, to Cleveland along with Jordan Clark, Jordan Clarkson, another one of my favorites. Um, and I was like, for who? For who? For Isaiah Thomas <laughs> and um, Shannon Fry. Now, Isaiah's got to be like, what the fuck happened, right? I mean, the man in Boston two years ago, or just not even two years, last year, to being on the Lakers now, oh, boy, that's a roller coaster, bro. I mean, that is one roller coaster, you know, and, and with the Cleveland stop in the middle. And when you get to Cleveland, anytime you play with LeBron, you think you got a shot at a title, right? Um I think that Isaiah was his own worst enemy, uh, meaning that, you know, he didn't, you know what I'm saying, he didn't keep his mouth shut. He, you know, had too much to say um, about, you know, too many things. You know what I mean? You're the new guy. And and like I said, you know, it it, it just wasn't, you know, a good fit. Obviously when you're five foot something and you don't play a lot of defense and you're not Kyrie Irving or James Harden, um, there's going to be problems. So the, is he going to be a long time Laker? I don't think so. I think this is his only year. I mean, evidenced by the Laker front office saying that Lonzo ball is still going to be the starter. Um, I say that with, Again, Lonzo's been hurt a lot this year, probably more hurt than he's played. And um, that's not his fault, right? But the thing that I think I have a problem with is the recent um, the recent discussions of him playing in the All-Star game. And this is where my ADD is kicking in because, again, I know this has nothing to do with the trade deadline, but what the fuck? Why are you talking about playing in an All-Star game weekend if you can't play in a regular season game. I mean, even if you can't, even if you come back right before the All-Star game, don't you think it's ill-advised, um, or should I just say advised by your dad um, to play in the All-Star game? Same thing, same meaning, ill-advised, ball-advised, whatever the hell. Um, and anybody that's like, oh, you're just hating on, on LeVar, whatever, man. I, I think it's stupid if you can't play in a regular season that you would try to put yourself out there for exhibition. I do. 
And again, I understand that the season isn't going anywhere, but at the same time, it just isn't a good look. But when has anything LeVar has ever done or advised been a good look? I don't know. I'll wait. Okay, back to the trades. So, um, you know, that went down. And then, but LeVar, I mean, not LeVar, uh, LeBron, GM LeBron wasn't done. Um, They ended up getting um, Rodney Hood from Utah um, and George Hill from the Kings. And, you know, they ended up shipping out Iman Shepard and Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose. So I don't know how I feel about that. I thought Jay Crowder's, I mean, I think you're going to need Jay Crowder in the playoffs. I don't know. Um, but again, this is LeBron, I think, being the GM. And the, and the whole thing about this is I feel like if this is LeBron being the GM, I like our odds as a Laker fan of him possibly coming to L.A. next year because what this has done with all these trades um, for the Lakers, it's freed up cap space for to allow them to secure two max contracts next year, as well as they have the first round pick um, from the Cavaliers as well. So I don't know, you know, what's going on. I think that obviously if you've been watching the NBA, the, um, the toxic, you know, this just was a toxic environment in Cleveland. And they just, I mean, the other night they were up 19 and lost by, ended up losing by um, like 17. I mean, that's like, a 36-point swing. Come on, man. And when does that ever happen to LeBron teams? They needed overtime last night, and LeBron carried them to beat the you know the Wizards. And that loss, again, was in Cleveland, the one where they were up 19 and ended up losing by 17. I mean, it, it just was bad, and it wasn't getting any better. So I understand that something had to happen, but I don't know how much um, – you know, this makes them better. Then on top of that, they <laughs> trade D Wade back to Miami for a pick. And sure, you know, a second round pick. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think for D Wade is probably not a bad thing to go back home where, you know, back to Wade County. You know what I mean? He, that's his home. You know what I mean? He, he, he should have never left, you know, from all accounts. And, Maybe that was his idea. Maybe he's like, you know what? With all these changes, I'm not going to get any playing time. Probably, um, I'm out. You know, send me back home, and and, and that's where they that's where he went. Um, it, it just to me is um, to see a team go through that many changes in the middle of the season. It's interesting because it's going to take time to gel. You would think, and do they have that time? And does it get worse before it gets better? I have no idea. Um, but I can't wait to see. Um, I was excited, um, you know, or I should say I was disappointed um, to hear that the two young players that I like um, from the Lakers were gone. But I was excited at the same time to see that they didn't um, get rid of any of the um, players that I really, really, really like, like Julius Randle. I had no his name had been out there, and I would have been pissed if the Lakers let him get away. Um, I think he has star potential. So does Ingram. Um, so does Kuzma. And honestly, I feel like if you could have traded, <laughs> if you could have traded Ball, 
and got something for him, you should have. But Magic, we'll see, man. I, I don't know what you're doing out there. I, I, I know for a fact that they're re- regretting. You know, my sources have told me, um, t- sources close to the team have told me that they're definitely regretting um, not taking Tatum uh, instead of Ball. Um, but eh, it is what it is. You know, it, it's it's water under the bridge, and there's nothing you can do about it now. Um, the rest of the trades, you know, really not a big deal. Um, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, the, the Mavericks, you know, they, they sent Devin Harris and Doug McDermott and, you know, they, they got a Moutier and, you know, there is some some names out there that you were like, okay, but what's up with D. Rose? What, what's he going to do? I don't know. You know, is he still in the league? I didn't even know that. But he is, obviously, and uh, he got traded because of it. And so we'll see. Um, but the biggest news of the day was LeBron making all of these trades to Cleveland. And um, I'm excited to see what um, – we'll see how it all turns out, um, whether he's as good a GM as he is a player. That's still to be seen. But, again, I think this entire roster has been his idea um, from the beginning, whether it was the Shumper deal, um, extending Tristan Thompson, bringing him back, um, you know, bringing Wade on. Everything it seems like that has, you know, the moves have all been for LeBron. But will it be enough to keep him um, after this year? Or will it even be enough to get him to the finals um, and out of the East? We'll see. That should be easy enough. Again, it is the East. But um, will it be enough to actually win another title? I don't think so. So with that being said, that lines up good for his exit strategy for next year. Disappointment, failure, um, LeBron on his way to somewhere else. Maybe L.A. You never know. All righty. I was going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's you know, contract, but why? It's, it's just what it is in the NFL. Um, players, you know, quarterbacks getting monster contracts, whether it was um, uh, Carr uh, and now Garoppolo. It, it always seems like whoever signs the last, you know, contract as far as a quarterback is the most richest um, in NFL history. My thing is, my man has only played seven games. I mean, I shouldn't say played. He started seven games in his career. And whether or not that's a good sample size or a true sample size to tell how good he is. I don't know. You know, um, in those games, I think he's what, um, either six and one or seven and oh. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you take it for what it is. Congratulations to him. If you're a 49er fan, I don't know how you feel. Um, but do you have enough money now to build the rest of your team into something that's other than the Jimmy Garoppolo show? Uh, we'll see. Um, but again, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. That's it. This was primarily all about the Eagles and the Lakers, um, you know, and if I didn't get to talk about your team, you know what it is. All right. So, hey, again, hit me up on the email, T-A-D-D-S-T-S at gmail.com. And then um, besides that, I'll talk to you next week, man. Until then, deuces.